Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back in better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance off the best sports weekend of the year so far. My guests are standing by. The hashtag crew is assembled. There's no time to waste. Let's do this. Here we go. Only one place to start. One place to start. Brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The smartest thing I do every Monday is beg Ryan Clark and Rex Ryan to stick around <laughs> after we finish Get Up in the Morning and, uh, and do the beginning of the radio show here. And you know how much I appreciate both of you guys. Let's dive right into it. What was fascinating to me about the most talkable thing that happened in the NFL yesterday which was the roughing the passer call that Tom Brady got. And that's the way I phrased it on Twitter. That wasn't a penalty on Grady Jarrett. That was a penalty that Tom Brady got. He drew a foul because I do not believe, and I don't say this lightly, that they throw that flag if anyone else is the quarterback. And so I can yell and scream about that. But the way both of you guys, RC, I'll start with you, it seemed to really offend you. Mm -hmm. Why was that? Well, because people don't necessarily know how much work goes into one game, right? These men prepare the entire week for those three hours, for moments like the moment that Grady Jarrett was supposed to have to come up with the big sack of Tom Brady, give your team an opportunity to get the ball back and win. And when that is taken from you and is taken from you unfairly, then that's an issue, right? That, 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 that's a season. That, that, I mean, that's a game. That's a season. That's a career. Those are lives that are affected by that play. I don't think people understand how – difficult it is to take a loss or accept a loss in the NFL. You understand how important each of those games are. So when you do everything you're supposed to do and they take that away from you, it hurts. And so if you're Grady Jarrett and you make a play like that, if you're Arthur Smith and and, and Rex understands this, he's standing on the sideline, you just said to yourself, we have a chance now. And in a second, that's taken away and it's taken away with no, no viable explanation is taken away with the no way film that supports what's happened and you never get that back. Yeah. And I think that's the yeah. problem I have. No, I totally agree with you. And Grady Jarrett makes a super play and this is still tackle football. Yep. Let's make darn sure we keep it tackle football. I love the idea of protecting our players. I applaud the NFL for changing their rules and all that about con- concussion protocol but it's still tackle football and it has to be nobody is going to want to watch flag football okay so let's make sure we get this thing done this should have been a been a sack and greeny to your point i've been on the other sideline and and it sure sometimes feels like like number 12 gets the benefit of the doubt yeah. and in fact if you're going to throw a flag greeny i think you might have a better better argument and you and i talked about it before mm-hmm. about there might have been a flag on brady absolutely yeah. instead of of grady he jarrett. tries and again it's an eddie murphy line he tries to kick grady jarrett in the ding ding after jarrett <laughs> sacks him in a perfectly legal play jarrett is just getting up and running back to the sideline and brady is frustrated yep. and he throws his leg up in his direction he tries to kick him and they throw a flag and i'm watching yeah. the game and i'm thinking Wow, they're going to call a penalty on Brady for that? I can't yeah. believe what I'm seeing. And then when I found out what they were actually calling, I was even more you, you have to. We yeah. also have to think, right? You can't hit quarterbacks below the knee any longer because of Tom Brady. Because right. it caused Tom Brady to miss an entire year yeah. after he was hurt against the Kansas City Chiefs week one of 2007. And so... Just even thinking back to that, thinking back to how the NFL reacted, Tom Brady wasn't the GOAT yet. Right. He wasn't this guy. Mm-hmm. And thinking back to how they reacted with that lets you know who Tom Brady is, how he's officiated. But it's still to me, 
it, it, it still is in no way an excuse for that call. Mm. If Tom Brady was, was, was dumped on, if Tom Brady was hit near the head, if he was hit below the knees, any of those things that are within the rule book and they're called, it's something different than Grady Jarrett rolling over, <laughs> pulling Tom on the ground, and then saying he unnecessarily tossed him to the ground. What is unnecessarily tossed? And Dan made a good point, though, about maybe the reaction to Tua's Thursday night right. concussion injury. Yeah. yeah, no, and that's what, that's what you hope uh, doesn't happen. Right. I mean, like I say, protect the players, that's fine. But it is tackle football. It's still a violent game, and, and it still needs to be that way. Um, you know, when you look at this thing here, it, it almost takes your heart. If you're an Atlanta yeah. Falcon player, coach, fan even, you're down 21 nothing, and they come all the way back. And now you take away the opportunity for them to, to possibly win the game. It, it was it was absolutely brutal, and and I don't care what they come back and say. We made the right call. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Don't ruin our game. Not only that, but the circumstance of the game matters. Yep. If you want to throw that flag in the first quarter, yeah. that's one thing. But to make a judgment call, something that borderline that doesn't impact the play, it's one right. thing to say, I'm not going to let pass interference go mm-hmm. on third and five because that is impacting the play. This obviously did not. It decided the game. They decided the game yep. with that call. Right. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach. With our easy-to-use mobile app, learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. How about Brian Dayball? Mm. I said it on TV this morning, and I got more of a reaction than I was expecting. Not since Chandler and Monica has anything this <laughs> shocking happened in London. And I, I don't know how many people uh, in the room got that reference. Hopefully some got it at home. But no one gave the Giants a chance. This was going to be the week Aaron Rodgers was going to get it back together and the Packers were going to show who they were. And you know what? That game didn't look like a fluke if you watched it yesterday in London. That game looked like the Giants were more physical. They looked like they wanted it. The Green Bay Packers don't have any explosiveness on their offense whatsoever. Their defense gives up a 14-point lead. That, that, was a, that was a statement convincing win for the New York Giants. Yeah, it sure was. And the funny thing is, going into it, I certainly believe the Giants had a chance in this game mm-hmm. because I'm not a huge believer in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. But I also, the only reason I have that kind of confidence with the Giants is because of Brian Dayball, his coaching staff, and the, 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 the synergy that that team has right now under Brian Dayball. Like, like to me, look, I, here's you, you as a coach, you try to put your players in a position where they can, can be successful yeah. and succeed, obviously. And when I look at, at this... I'm watching Saquon Barkley, all the direct snaps to him. Why do you do that? It's so you can get the numbers in your favor. Brian Dayball understands that. In the red zone, look at his defense. Some, some hidden things that, that people don't talk about. Anytime you're in a low red zone, so from underneath the 20-yard line, 15 mm-hmm. and in, that defensive line – you always used to teach that, hey, you are responsible for any ball that goes in, in between the hash. We've got to get our hands up. So we squeeze the pocket, get our hands up. Two plays in a row yep. on a third down, a critical third down, and a critical fourth down. They tip the ball both times. That's coaching. And believe me, I notice it. And, Greeny, you talked about it first. This should be the coach of the year right now. Well, right now, I think he's hands down the coach of the year for the Giants. And here's what I like the most about him, because his expertise is in developing quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. He's not going to turn Daniel Jones into a great quarterback. But you know what he does do, R.C.? He allows Daniel Jones to do the things that he does well. Yeah. 
And he doesn't ask him to do the things that he doesn't do well. And as a result, Daniel Jones is playing effectively, and the Giants are four and one. No, absolutely. This is also a coach that got to that had an opportunity to see Josh Allen's progression. Right. And, and not put Josh Allen in positions where he couldn't do certain things until he was able to do them. And I believe what he's telling Daniel Jones is, first off, if you protect the ball in the pocket and you make good decisions, you give us an opportunity to win. And then I'm going to make sure that you can use your legs and your athleticism to make plays. I'm going to give you pass run options. And so he's doing the X's and O's things. He's also doing the things that happen in conversations throughout the week about what goals we need to meet, make meet in order to play well. What I loved about this game was, and you made the joke last week, oh, Saquon Barkley at quarterback, that could be the best thing for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing that Daniel Jones gives you in the run game is he gives you the extra player that the defense has to pay attention to. Right. Because his ankle was hurt, he couldn't do that this week so we saw more wildcat which added another blocker with Brita being able to be in front of Saquon Barkley or it gave you the zone read option that is such smart X's and O's and then if you watch this team think back to Tennessee week one and then now the Green Bay Packers this week they just fight yeah right and part of fighting is believing because see what happens is when you get down if you believe you continue to make try to make plays you continue to push this team believes that they can make plays and win and we've seen that in multiple weeks this season and nothing is impressive right we're not watching this like oh they're just so much more talented but they're finding ways to win and sometimes you find enough ways to win that you look up at the end of the season and you're 11 and 6 10 and 7 you know when Brian Dayball became the head coach I thought it was going to be a perfect marriage for Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Could he be great? We're, we're going to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, this guy mm-hmm. is an incredible uh, athlete, a super competitor, and I just see by the end of the year, better, 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 and don't count out Daniel Jones. That fascinating. Look, you were the one who – I remember you calling the shot when they drafted him, uh, number six, and, and we'll see where it all winds up. Greeny, R.C., and Rex, one, thing, one more thing for each of you that I want to get to. R.C., you just mentioned fighting when things are going bad. Your beloved team, the Steelers, they did yeah. not seem to do that yesterday. Yeah. They got they – got, it's one thing to get blown out. You can get blown out, but I, I think you thought you saw something worse than that. Yeah, I saw I, – and, and I never – I never say a team quit, right? Because you can't, you can't judge that. You can't judge when somebody makes that decision in their mind. But they didn't strain. They didn't fight like you're supposed to. It was Kenny Pickett was the one player to me who displayed the emotion that you should be displaying losing a game like that, who displayed the want to, the gumption that you need to have to compete. This team just didn't seem in it. They didn't seem locked in from the beginning. And like, I love Coach Tomlin, but that's on him. Right. He has to have this team prepared. He has to have this team ready to put out the effort and the hustle that you actually have to have when you're undermanned. Like the one thing you want to see from a team who is not necessarily on the same talent level as the other team is how do I make it ugly? Right. It's like a if you're a boxing match, right, where we know one guy is ultimately skilled. What does he do? He tries to get the other guy on the ropes and he rubs his forehead on him and he tries to put his shoulder under his chin because you got to make it as dirty and as ugly and as filthy as you possibly can. This Pittsburgh Steelers team didn't do that, but more importantly, they weren't prepared to do that, and that's my problem. Yeah, it was, it was tough mm. to watch. Uh, a 14-point underdog yesterday going in, and it wasn't anywhere near that close. And then, Rex, the last one, how about them Cowboys? They go oh out to God. L.A., they're 4-1, and one, sets up a showdown in Philly Sunday night. How about that defense? Yeah, the defense is absolutely phenomenal. Greeny, they haven't given up over 20 points in a single game this year. And that in five games, I, 
It hasn't happened for Dallas since 1972. Mm -hmm. That's how rare it is for a team to play this well on defense. So, I I mean, their defense, this is a championship-level defense. It's going to give them a chance in every single game. And the scary thing is Dak's going to get back healthy. And so now, all of a sudden, you're going to have a really good quarterback all right, with a great defense, and that usually is a formula to have incredible success. Now, look, their, their win over the Giants suddenly looks a little bit better mm-hmm. than it did yeah. at the time that they did it. Now they beat the Rams. I know the Rams are struggling, but that's a quality win. They have more winnable games coming up after the Eagle game. They've got the Lions. They've got the Bears. So the Cowboys, I think, are set yeah. up, RC, to do something mm. very special this year. Absolutely. Listen, I said it last week, and Stephen A. loved it. I was like, when Dak gets back, this is a team that has an opportunity to continue to be in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Stephen A., but they're going to mess it up. Yeah. I love it, RC. <laughs> See, and, and that may be true, but to me, the foundation starts with the defense. And if you can rush the passer with four the way that this team can, it gives you so much you can do on the back end if you're Dan Quinn. And we're starting to see that with the multiplicity of defensive backs that they use. And then on the other side, Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott are starting to be a force in this run game. And they've actually protected Cooper, Cooper Rush better than I thought they would. So this is the team down the stretch. I don't think you want to play as long as defensively the stars stay healthy. You, they, yeah. they can't go out there without Michael Parsons. They can't go out there without Trayvon Diggs. I believe those players are more important to the defense than we've seen Dak be offensively. Well, look, I mean, they're 4-0 and without Dak. And to your point, just as I'm just a fan, they can't win these games without Michael Parsons. He's the best <laughs> right. player no, on the whole field. Right. So there you have it. Guys, you're the best. Thanks so much fun this morning. Rex and RC and Dan Orlovsky with us every Monday. Our get-up is just the best. There are so many podcasts out right now. It takes a team of people to put those together, right? So whether you're hiring for a podcast or for your growing business, one place makes it easy, and that place is ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. My takes are coming up next, plus all the baseball. Stay right there. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greenies Takes. All right, here we go. Uh, before we get to anything else, we will do my takes, my top five takeaways from a Sunday in the National Football League with Hembo and Nuno and Bubba gathered round. Number five. Number five. If that Brady call happened in a playoff game, they would be already planning the 30 for 30. Like, we'd be making a 30 for 30 film and calling it the flag, the call, the sack, whatever you want to call it. That was such an unimaginably bad call. And the perfect storm that it was, the microcosm that it was of the preferential treatment that the player involved gets, it, it could not have been more jarring. Again, if you watched it, Tom Brady tries to kick Grady Jarrett for no reason other than he's frustrated that he just got sacked in a critical spot. He throws his leg up. I mean, I keep using the phrase, but I mean, it's an old school. He's trying to kick him in the ding-ding. And Grady Jarrett's just running away, minding his own business, and they call a penalty, and that ends the game. So I don't want to hear from everyone telling me it's a makeup call. There was a blown pass interference on the play before. Okay. Get all the calls right then. Don't sit here and tell me that, well, because that call was wrong, now this call being wrong is okay. That call ended the game. The game ended on that play. And again, if that happened in a playoff game, I can't even fathom the conversation we'd be having. You know what? It could easily cost the Falcons the playoffs. If you think that's impossible, then you haven't watched them play. They fought their way back into having a season. So that was a brutal way for that game to end. Number four. The Cowboys defense has become my favorite unit to watch in the entire NFL. There is no more entertaining group to watch. Not the Kansas City offense. Not, help me, who else is a fun group to watch? Uh, to me, the Dallas mm-hmm. defense, I when they when they punt, that's my favorite part of the game. You'd rather watch the Dallas Cowboys play defense than Patrick Mahomes play quarterback. I would. Wow. It, it's, it's, it's exciting to watch. Like, I find myself just looking for Micah Parsons before the snap of the ball, and I'm just following him. Everywhere he goes. It's awesome to watch. And there are teams in the NFL that have great offenses and players. And, you know, Lamar Jackson's fun to watch. And what the Bills did yesterday was unbelievable. And Kyler Murray, and we'll get to the blunder. But, boy, he runs with the football unbelievably well. And there are a lot of really exciting things in the sport to watch. I think the Dallas defense is the most exciting thing to watch in the NFL right now. And I I got bad news for you, Hembo. I think they're going to beat Philly on Sunday night. I really do. And then everybody who is doubting, the, the Eagles have been begging to get beat the last couple of weeks. Begging. And now they're going to play a Dallas team that is way better than anybody they've played so far and way better than anybody but me said they were before the whole thing began. Greeny, my top five takes from yesterday in the NFL. Number three. Kyler Murray being short is not news, but <laughs> him sliding just short of a first down yesterday was, I think, after the Brady play, the most talkable thing that happened in the sport. And here's what I need to have explained to me. Because the world is coming down on Kyler Murray. And I get it. He needs to get the first down. But to be clear, when you and I and everyone else are watching this game, we see the yellow line on the field that tells you exactly where the first down marker is. Kyler Murray doesn't see that yellow line. He clearly and obviously ran to where he thought he had to be to get the first down and then slid. Now, because when you slide the ball is down wherever it is you initially give yourself up 
He came up just short. I think they got a bad spot, actually. I think he wasn't nearly as short of the first down as they put him, but he was short. The point I'm making is, whose job is it to tell him it's not first down? Because he's getting up and he's making that motion like we're going to clock it, we're going to clock it, and he's running up there to clock the ball. Someone has to tell him, Kyler, it's third down. It did not. It was clearly not obvious to me that he knew that. And it all happened so fast. And I tried to get into this with the guys today, and Rex is telling me, yeah, the coach has to know, but the quarterback has to know. And Dan is saying he's got to get that first down. Josh Allen wouldn't have slid in that spot. And I'm saying, yeah, but Josh Allen is a whole human being bigger than Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is so small, and his smallness really hurt him yesterday because I don't expect him to take on a bunch of tacklers. I expect him to get the first down, slide, get up, clock the ball, and now you have a chance to throw it in the end zone or whatever you want to do before you kick the field goal. And if it was first down, that would have made all the sense in the world. So am I defending him? Am I completely wrong here? I don't think so, and I'd also like to defend Kyler Murray because, let's face it, he was playing in a hostile environment. The whole, the whole uh, <laughs> stands were packed mm-hmm. with Eagles fans. There were a few Cardinals fans there. But when you sh- saw the like, shots of the crowd, there was like 40,000 people wearing green. There were at least three games yesterday where the home team was on the road. There were far more Cowboy fans in L.A. than there were Ram fans. There were far more 49er fans in Carolina than there were Panthers fans. And I agree, there were far more Eagle fans you know, there are probably more people that live in that Arizona area from Philly than there are that were born and raised there. I and mean, that's just, it's a, not a criticism. It's a place you move to. And, and that's one of the, the, the places. So one way or another. But anyway, the Kyler Murray thing, I'm kind of defending him because I understand what happened. Now, it's a colossal failure, and it could wind up being a loss that costs them a season. But I understand how it happened. Number two. I was right about the Packers. I was right. And I'm not listening to people telling me that the things I see aren't actually happening. What is the expression? Like, don't pee down my back and tell me it's rain? Like, I keep watching the Packers, and they're not good. They're not good. They don't have good players. They have one great player. And everyone keeps telling me they're fine. Aaron will figure it out. They're good. The defense is blah, blah, blah. And the running game is blah, blah, blah. And these receivers are blah, blah, blah. They stink. They're not that good. They should have lost the week before to, to the Patriots. And now they just went to to the London, and they gave up a 14-point lead to the Giants. The Packers are just an average team with a great quarterback. And he can elevate, but he can't elevate them to being elite. I shouldn't have said they stink, because they don't stink. They're, they're going to win something like 9 or 10 games. But they're, they're, no way do I see them being a Super Bowl contender. Absolutely not. So that's number two. My take from yesterday in the NFL. Number one. And then, look. Absolutely zero people had the Jets being 3-2 and two at this point. Absolutely zero. There is no one who saw this coming. And Bubba, let's lose the music on that one here, and I'll get you guys in, and, and we got a million things I want to get to today. But I do have to take a moment to just celebrate what was a great win. And look, you can ask yourself the question, is that the same game if Teddy Bridgewater plays? I don't know. Is it the same game if Tua Tungavailoa plays? I don't know. But I can tell you two things for certain. I don't care, and neither should they. That's football. We're never on the right side of that. The Jets are never on the right side of, well, the timing just worked out extraordinarily well for them. This time they were. And this team is not good enough or far enough along in their progression to be turning back their, turning their nose up at wins. That's a huge win. They hadn't won a division game in two years. 
That is a magnificent win for the Jets. And when it came down to it late in the game, when they needed to just put their foot down and stop the the opposition out, they did. The Jets, something good is happening. Is this a, a, a Super Bowl team? Of course not. Is it even a playoff team this year? Probably not. But all I said before the season started was, I want to see the improvement. I want to see the young players looking like they're playing well. I want to see the learning. I want to see the development. And it comes from the coaches, too. Because there's still a lot I want to see, particularly from the offensive coordinator, that I think needs to get a lot better. But it's happening. It's happening. And it's happening faster than I expected it to happen. For the Jets to be 3-2, and two, having played three games without Zach Wilson, that's a damn good start to their season. So if we're keeping receipts... All I can say is a tip of the cap. Keep it going. As a fan, I could not be more delighted with the start the Jet season has had. It's up and down, and I'm a roller coaster anyway. So in the bad moments, I'm going to overreact, and in the good moments, I'm going to overreact, because that's what fans do. But Quinn and Williams body-slamming Tyreek Hill with a stiff arm is now my new favorite play to this point of the NFL season. And believe me, if he had done it to Tom Brady, they would have called a penalty. All right, this is Greeny. Uh, I want to bring the members of the Hashtag crew in for uh, their thoughts on this. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. We'll get a quick football take from Hembo. We'll get a quick football take from Nuno. And then, sadly, we'll have to bring in Bubba, who had a very rough night last night. Hembo, give me a football take if you got one. I don't know who could have possibly had a better weekend than I did. Yes, the Eagles won kind of ugly, but I'm not in a position to be complaining about ugly wins on the road in the NFL. They're 5-0, and the only unbeaten team in the league. And Philly is better than the Cardinals at everything because the Eagles went to, uh, excuse me, the Phillies went to St. Louis this weekend and upset the St. Louis Cardinals. They've advanced in the playoffs. They'll play the Braves. Uh, the Mets, unfortunately, did not. Uh, I didn't mean to, excuse me. Mm-hmm. You asked me about football. Uh-huh. The Eagles are undefeated. The Eagles uh, are undefeated. Oh, but I know what that was. That was a little shot. This is why people shake nerds. That was a little shot in the general vicinity of our friend Bubba. So, Nuno, I'm going to let you take your Giants victory lap a little later. But because Hembo brought it up, let's let Bubba have the floor. So, Bubba's a Cowboys fan. He's happy the Cowboys won. He's wearing the Micah Parsons jersey today. But first and foremost, Bubba loves the New York Mets. He was at City Field Saturday night when the Mets kept their season alive. He and I were texting yesterday as he was headed out for game three. And I will tell you that as I watched that game last night, I was thinking of you, Bubba, and I was feeling for you. How would you describe your emotions upon a just a stunning thud of a conclusion to what was a very good year? Well, I mean, I think as Max Scherzer said on Friday, you know, postseason baseball can bring you to the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, and and Friday was was just demoralizing, and then Saturday was 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 so much fun. The game was great, great atmosphere. We had a great time, and then last night was just was just brutal. I mean, a one hit shutout was just not what we expected. Um, but you know, considering the last five years, I'm used to just watching them play a random Sunday game. Uh, to end the season when NFL Sunday it doesn't matter. So to actually have postseason, you know, was enjoyable, but obviously it's going to end heartbreaking for the most part, pretty much every year. So you know, you're seeing a silver lining. You're you you you're drawing a silver lining. Well, I mean, you know, it's 101 wins. So many there were so many positive, but just there was such a brutal ending. It was just so devastating, and to get the, I don't know the offense was it was just so brutal. But oh, I the, I guess all I can. Th- to sum it up, the only thing I can say is I was at the World Series in 2000. I was at the NLCS in 2006. I went to all four rounds in 2015. 
Went to the wild card in 2016. Went to the wild card this year. I'm into 15 opening days. So whenever they do win, it's going to make it all the better. All right. Well, good for you, Bubba. I love that take. I love your spirit and your attitude about it. And I was, uh, I, I'm glad that you were at least able to be there and enjoy the parts of it that were enjoyable. No team had a worse week and a half, right? I'm thinking back to a week ago Friday, the Mets and, and their fans woke up, headed to Atlanta. They really just needed to beat the Braves in one game. They had the three aces going. Then it spins around. They lose all of those games. They wind up right where that put them, which is in this spot with San Diego. But they were still the, what's the word, the, the, the biggest favorite, whatever the term is. They had the shortest odds, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, to come out of this series. They had the three pitchers going. They actually, you know what they did? I think they kind of insulted the baseball gods mm. a little bit. You start talking about, well, if we win game one, then we won't use DeGrom in game two. That's not a conversation you have before game one. Mm. You don't say it out loud. I love Buck. I love Buck Showalter. Uh, uh, Full disclosure. Buck Showalter worked at ESPN for a long time. I got to know him well. I love him. I think he is a great manager. I think he is an excellent guy. But I think he got two things wrong in this series. One, I don't want to hear any – you're just tempting the baseball gods. You don't speak those things out loud before they happen. And the second, what did we think of him sending them out to check the ears of the pitcher last oh, night? If you Google Bush League baseball, what you will see is a picture of Alfonso Marquez rubbing the earlobes of Joe Musgrove. Bubba. How, how about if you Google Musgrove's ear? What was going on there? <laughs> I, I, I mean, all I, I'm sitting in the stands, and I just keep seeing all these tw- you know, pictures on Twitter of his ear. And, I, I mean, I, don't, I'm, I, was, I guess if the umps checked it, he was okay, but – it looked pretty suspicious from all the pictures you're seeing on Twitter. It did not look like sweat. That's all. I don't. I don't know. You. I mean, you. You thought it looked normal to you. What do you think? I mean, about- I mean parenthetically, they they found nothing. Right, I, 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 yeah, that's, that seemed to be accurate. Yes. And parenthetically, <laughs> it kind of struck me as an HR violation. <laughs> like, are you just I mean, you got to get in there. <laughs> Can't go out there and rub a man's ears. Uh, Nuno, give me a quick take on that, if you will. We'll get back to all the football in a couple of minutes here, but give me a quick take, if you will, on the sadness of your longtime compadre there, Mr. Bubba. I feel it's kind of fraudulent, right? Like, you were in first place for 170 days. All right. You spit the. <laughs> you won 101 games. There was parts of the season where people thought like that they were going to make the world series and and this is what happens you set this up where you have Scherzer who spit the bit DeGrom was great in his last game ever for the Mets he was great (laughs) and Bassett the day before Bassett was talking about oh yeah it is what it is if you lose three day uh, three games in New York everyone kills you and kind of so like yeah, I don't buy this from Bubba. Like it's too, it's too. Buy calm. what? What are you like, talking? You're I mean, too calm and like I mean, oh, every, oh, like silver lining. There is no silver lining. I mean, it's horrific. The, every season of the Mets you know ends in sil- disappointment. What it, do you want me to say? There is no silver lining. Go ahead, Bubba. Continue with that thought. What's horrific? Uh, just uh, every season for the Mets, and then also you add in the Cowboys, it ends in disappointment. But my whole point. But this like, is different. This is different. You guys actually had a shot. You had a shot. You yeah, were one of the best teams. And that's why it was so embarrassing. The getting one hit at home, the offense did absolutely nothing. That's that's pathetic. What do you I mean, yeah. 
You, you want me to be happy about it? I don't no, know. I want you to be angry. That's <laughs> I the am thing. angry about I don't it. I feel it. I don't feel the anger. Well, I feel plenty of it. Right? I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah, but. I mean, look, it's not like your quarterback didn't get the playoff after downing the ball in a playoff yeah, I mean, game to end your season. How many different things have happened to me as a Mets and Cowboys fan? I mean, look, let's, if nothing else, the Cowboys season last year ended way worse than this. <laughs> way worse. Uh, by the way, the road, that's a positive. the road to the World Series goes through us at ESPN Radio. You can catch it all the action presented by AutoZone on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. All right, we'll get much more on the baseball as we go. We'll do a green light. Plus, I am onto something, and we must harness it for good and not evil. Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. Delighted that you are with us. We are live as every day above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. We have some happy members of the hashtag crew today. Eagles a winner. Giants a winner. Uh, we have uh, Bubba, who's got mixed emotions. He loves the Cowboys, but mostly is upset about the Mets. And, uh, and I've got my Jets, so we're all in a very good mood. But none of that is the point. The point is that I have dis- discovered that I have a power. And it needs to be harnessed for good and not for evil. And I can very easily define that power. At least it has a name. The name is hashtag KOD. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. So I went 3-0 and on my picks again this week. And the reason I am now in first place. ESPN Radio, all the different shows, all the different hosts. We pick three games every week and we're keeping charge of the standings. I am the worst person at picking games ever. I mean, I'm literally famous for that. I might be more famous for that than anything else in my career at ESPN. No one. We did a, a we used to do a thing on the old show, My Picks Stink. That, that's what it was called because my picks are so bad. And now I'm winning. I'm, I'm beating Keyshawn Johnson for crying out loud. He was the first pick in the draft once. He has forgotten today more football than I'll ever know. And I'm ahead of him. Because I do the opposite. It's not that complicated. I think about what I think is going to happen, and then I pick the opposite. If every instinct you have is wrong, then the opposite would have to be right. I haven't lost a game since then. I, I think I would, since I started picking, the first week I went 0-3. Since then, then we started doing, the, since we went to the opposite, I think I've lost one game and pushed one, and I've won all the rest of them. I've had two weeks. Of, I went I went three and zero, oh, three and zero, oh, and one one and one. So what is that? That's seven one and one one and one wow. since I started picking the opposite. Wow! I could build a house on a Caribbean island with my winnings if I would b- winning at that rate. Vegas would be shut down. I would shut down the entire town if I knew that I could do this. So we got to figure out a way to harness this for good and not for evil. Because my picks are remarkable, and I was right on all of it yesterday because I was wrong on all of it yesterday. One more thing I wanted to get in here on the football in this hour. The Pittsburgh Steelers are maybe the proudest franchise in the entire sport, and they're exceptional. They've had three head coaches since 1969. I can't tell you how much I admire 
that organization and the way it goes about its business. Right now, did you know that our FPI, our football power index, our analytics project the Steelers to have the first pick in next year's draft? That's how bad it's gotten. For them to be a 14-point underdog against Buffalo this week, for that not to fire them up and motivate them to give some semblance of a showing was embarrassing. And if you watched Get Up this morning, you heard Ryan Clark, who bleeds black and yellow, who, who cares so much about that team and about its history and about the passion with which it traditionally plays. For them just to lay down the way they did in Buffalo yesterday was unbelievable. Look, they got hit with a couple of punches. You know, the, the, the 98-yard touchdown at the beginning and then the play that Davis just snatches the ball out of the hands of Minka Fitzpatrick, but that's part of it. Like, you can't give up stuff like that. So the Steelers are horrendous. Is it possible the Steelers are going to be among the two or three worst teams in the sport all year? Let me ask you this. I think yes is the answer to that question. It is very possible. But let's live in that world where the Steelers have the first or second or third pick in the draft. Too soon. I know what you're going to ask. You're going to ask me, do they take a quarterback? And the answer is there's no way to know that yet. Here's, if there's any good news in that, it's that they have all year to see what they have in Kenny Pickett. The best case scenario is that they don't want to take a quarterback because they like Kenny Pickett. If they believe they've got the guy in Kenny Pickett, then the first pick or the second or third pick in this year's draft, which could turn into C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or this kid Pettis, or I haven't started studying the players yet that we'll be doing for the draft, but you know the names around college football, and you know that there are expected to be six, maybe seven first-round quarterbacks this year, then that becomes a treasure tress, a treasure trove. I almost, <laughs> I couldn't decide between Trevor Trove and Trevor Chest, and I wound up combining them. What I'm trying to say is, there's nothing better to have than a high pick in a quarterback-laden draft when you don't need one. But he's got to prove that he's better than what you might get in C.J. Stroud or one of these other guys. It's much too soon to know that. So they get Tampa this week. They're hosting the Bucks this week. What do you think the opening line is on that game? It's a great question. It's going to be less than 14 because they're home and Tampa's not as good as Buffalo. But it's going to be a big number. Is Tampa a nine-point favorite? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Nice yeah. call. It's terrible. But when you're a nine, when you're an eight-and-a-half-point underdog at home, uh, things have taken a turn. They'll dig their way out of it, but it's going to take more than a year. We'll see where it winds up. All right, we're rolling on. Stay right there. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.